0: children of all ages welcome to the conspiracy castle i am your conspiracy asshole primetime nine and nine alice stein and we are on the grind all the time and we have a very lovely guest we have the one the only william ramsey of william ramsey investigates coming back to the castle to break down the predictive programming and the symbolism behind 9-11 so you know it's going to be a hot and heavy episode like always so what do we always say got to keep our mind open. We can't have a closed mind with these, these intense subjects because a closed mind is not going to be able to understand a lot of the intense subjects that we're handling. So I just want to say, free your mind and the rest will follow type situation. So w- with uh, no further ado, William, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. Thank you for coming back, my friend. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Great to be with you again, Alex.
0: Well, it's always a pleasure, William. And I know you've done so much research and you really are one of the best when it comes to like decoding and kind of seeing all the knickknacks and all the bullcrap uh, that they're doing because a lot of the, the problem is we're not you and I necessarily, but the majority of people are sheep that just want to be told, you know, what to do and they don't want to look at any of this stuff for themselves. So that's why I respect you is you don't take the butcher's word for it. You are going to do uh, the research yourself. And so tell me, what, what got you so interested in 9-11 research, William?
1: Well, I mean, I think uh, I spent time in D.C. from 95 to 98, and I was there, I kind of saw a much different reality than what was portrayed on the media, so that was really kind of when I, my distrust or the scales fell from my eyes, where I really distrusted the media, and I saw that the the political parties really had their tendrils into the media, so I researched stuff myself, 9-11 happened, and I really believed the cover story from the beginning, and probably two or three years later, I kind of started realizing there was real problems with the story. And that really set me off. Like once at probably like 2004 was when I was like, oh, if this is fake, I really got to figure this out. So I started reading everything. There were other kind of dissidents who talked about 9-11. And so I read them and I think it was Loose Change came out, which was a kind of important documentary. I don't remember the, the year that that came out, but it seems like that was one of the things that I watched. I think it and, came
0: out uh, like four years after twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, uh, uh, or maybe even sooner. But that was the most monumental documentary uh, 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 when it comes to nine eleven. Sorry, I just wanted. to—
1: Agreed. No, out. I thought it was earlier than that, but maybe I'm It might have been. It well. might
0: have been twenty. Here, let me find out the exact date. Okay, okay I'm gonna go. But ahead. I would recommend
1: that as an intro to kind of nine eleven and all the problems with it. But uh, once you kind of realize that there's problems, then you gotta. Oh, well, it there came or... out in
0: 2005, but it's just, yeah, I guess, see, that's, that, right. Yeah, that that's right. That does make sense. But I guess the latest edit was, you know, they've re-edited and recut mm-hmm. it. But uh no, that is, everybody needs to go see Loose Change because uh, the stuff William and I are going to talk about. I'm not saying Loose Change is 100% accurate, but it is the best depiction and description of the events that took place on September 11th and the events that took before and after the events. In my- and
1: one of the real kind of, uh, I would say people who research it from an academic background was David Ray Griffin. So that was what I was reading too. And, uh, He's written a number of books about 9/11, the kind of fallacies and real problems with that.
0: Well, so speaking of David Ray, though, uh, because he was with the guy that opened up Richard Gage, but one one guy you said that you always looked up to was Dave McGowan, and that yeah, you said he was one of the few guys that actually on the day of or right around he was actually saying that it was uh, you know some fake, sort yeah. of yeah fake. So it was it,
1: him and Bill Cooper really were the two prominent public people that maybe Alex Jones did I don't know. But I definitely remember McGowan and and Bill Cooper. And Bill Cooper was killed like two months after 9-11. I don't think it was much longer. But uh, yeah, under so really McGowan weird
0: circumstances, it. the way Bill Cooper died. I mean, he was shot Super at his weird. house. Yeah,
1: almost kind of like an operation to get him. Like he he was cantankerous, but uh, I think that they something happened where it was at his property, so they kind of went after him. I think he only had one leg, so he wasn't that. I don't know if he was really that lethal or dangerous, but maybe I don't know. He was definitely on somebody's radar. And I think his research, at least that uh, Mystery Babylon really holds up till today, that work that he did on that. That was really, he was really kind of one of, like really one of the early conspiracy researchers, Behold a Pale Horse, was a book that was very popular. So that was kind of my 9-11. And so once I changed, once I really, once I realized I'd been bamboozled that bad, I think that really kind of inspired me to really go back and try to figure out what happened, who were these people, who were the Bushes. What's the advantage? Who benefits, right? Qui bono is like the famous Latin phrase. It's who benefits from this, because it really wasn't the terrorists. It certainly wasn't Saddam Hussein or some of these people. So all these wars were really kind of, the war in Afghanistan, which incredibly is still going on today in Iraq, uh, all came out of 9-11. So you have to see this as a very pivotal event. And so if you, I think that the way I saw it was that if something, if it was really that much of a. Time frame. It's very curious even the date that it happened, really, to, uh, September 11, 2001, right at the beginning of the new millennium. So it's almost like a doorway into a new world in a lot of ways. And I think that's really what was the intent of it was really a, almost a millennial change from one era to the next. So we're in a post 9-11 world. So then you realize how if somebody crafted that event, they really thought about it and really wanted to use that to their advantage. And so then you kind of just kind of put things together and I kept seeing these 11s that were, I mean, the date is the 11th, the plane numbers, the 11 and you just see this numerology there. Well, why is it there? I had read something. There was a guy who's passed away now. And his name was captain may and he read something called or ran something. I think he was in Texas too. ran something called ghost troops. So he was trying to really understand what was going on with false flight terror that happened after nine 11. So he was really re- writing and researching that. And he said, he wrote an article called Satan's Code and he just noticed all these 11s. He's like, oh, "I was, oh, he's right, these 11s are there. He didn't quite get the meaning as far as I'm concerned. So then I kept reading and then I read, really what cracked it was, um, so I was reading something else about Crowley and his numbers, numerology. So then I really started reading and I was like, oh my gosh, Crowley's master number is 11. You see, the ninety three is Crowley's number. Seventy seven. Why ninety
0: three? Oh, I, I, but, but go back real quick. So why why? Skybird, my catch going crazy. What is the eleven though? That's so important. I know that's the satanic number, but I forget why did Alex Crowley like that number? Because there's some sort of
1: inverted. What was the? Well, there's a lot of reasons. It's like a prime number for him. But it goes back even before him. It really was. There was a group that he was involved with that was involved in all kinds of modern kind of magic called the Golden Dawn. And one of the founders of the Golden Dawn had this book called, I can't remember the exact title, but Numbers, Their Values. And 11 was kind of a number of destruction and, and death. And that was kind of a global number. So that was something that this person had researched. It's in my book, of Evil. So well, that was an important...
0: The reason so. I ask is what's so important about nine eleven? Like, what well, why why is that? You know, why do they like that nine? Why do they use it for the emergency number? What Why, why right. what do you think? Well, yeah. I think that there's a
1: deeper occult meaning. I think that's really it. And so... Really, the 11 is important for a variety of reasons. It's a coming together of the hexagram, which represents the microcosm, and then the macrocosm is the hexagram, right? So coming together, that's an 11. So that's really kind of what the magicians are trying to do, is bring together the microcosm and the macrocosm in themselves. So it's really a magical number. And then Crowley had this event, and so he said, in Egypt in 1904, he received this book called The Book of the Law and in that book this being who he, he said was Awas, AIWAZ dictated a book to him over 3 days Wait, really real dissenters. quick did i
0: just hear a dial-up modem i haven't heard that noise in forever did it was that on your end Not for me no oh wow well, i, I, I could have sworn maybe i just hear something i could have sworn i thought i heard a dial-up n- noise oh, maybe it's just I I mean, maybe so. it's something else okay, okay so go ahead so. sorry i thought i, I was anyway, like wow so, that would have been cool i haven't heard that sound sorry sorry we well he up. had
1: this book so in that book it said like 11 is a prime number it says like this being dictated to him 11 is our number and the number of us and so he took that book and formulated into his religion he called the Lima. And Thelema is a Greek translate. Greek word translates to will. So it's individual will. Do what thou wilt. So, right. So that's later, and so then he created this axiom: "Do what thou wilt" should be the whole of the law. And that's actually an eleven-letter phrase, right? So eleven words, eleven syllables. Do what thou wilt should be the whole of the law. So he he's concentrating on this number and integrating it into his religion. So his dates and things like that. So Thelema is really his religion. So then you see this, and then Crowley was into something called gematria, which is a part of the Kabbalah where you take words and you find their numerical value. So each letter has a number, and you add those numbers together. What he did in his calculations is he discovered that the Greek words Thelema and Agape will in love add up to 93. So that became another very important uh, number in his religion. And then 77 was also kind of his, seven was uh, like a power number, but 77 was his symbol for what he called Babylon, B-A-B-A-L-L-N. He spelled it that way for Kabbalic reasons. But in his religion, you have the units. He actually stole or lifted ideas from the book of Revelation. So you have the Lady Babylon riding the beast. And so they have this, he had this ritual.
0: Well, that, well, that's what they say. They take the Bible and they invert it, right? They just do right. the opposite. Right. So so Definitely. what is the ritual?
1: So so it's called the marriage of the of the woman, the Scarlet Woman and the Beast. So he actually integrated that into his religion. He kind of had these Scarlet Women. He referenced himself as the Beast. But I'm just going to numer- Corley's numerology. And then 175 was a ritual that he did as a god that you adore. So it's a specific kind of ritual. Uh, uh, what do you call it? ritual that he had, and that's I think where those numbers were all there in the 9/11. So the four planes are flight 11, 77, 93, 175. The first plane to hit the twin towers was in a flight 11, and then it was I think 175 was. The I didn't second even plant. think
0: about that flight 11. What are the chances that it, I mean that's a very that's that you never that's just I've never been on a flight 11. It, usually it's a three number flight. I mean I'm sure there's obviously two number flights, but that's just kind of weird coincidence that on 911 I, I know that's what i'm saying it's not a coincidence i mean but uh, flight 11 on 911 it's just, it's just right. too it's too weird
1: well then how many stories is is the twin towers right it's 110 stories so you have 11. an 11 and even the even the the even Crowley said that the numbers 11 were like an ideogram and what he meant by that is that the two ones represented opposites right so you have these opposites coming together in the in kind of magical religion and so you have Literally, the Twin Towers, these very remarkable, strange buildings that were built in New York City starting in the 60s that are really up against the skyline, a giant ideogram of an 11, right? And if you look at those Twin Towers, they don't really quite fit in with the skyline, if you notice, right? So They're huge. Brockham,
0: yeah. I'm saying the, 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 the t- Twin Towers are the, a huge 11 in the sky. There's no way you could ever you know, say it was something else. And it was in the downtown area of manhattan so it was extra tall like the buildings i guess weren't (laughs) as until you know i'm just saying that you are so right it sticks out even in a building of new york the tallest buildings in the world the world trade center still stuck out like a sore thumb yeah
1: no and the new building is even is strange too but those were also known as the two rockefeller brothers they were known as nelson and david right Yes, in the so, clips
0: of that, they literally, when they're talking about it, they, the buildings were named, or, you know, that was their co code. That was their nickname. So yeah. that
1: was the real incentive. Really, the real incentive for those buildings and the UN was the Rockefeller family, right? So it was on land that the Rockefeller family do- donated. That's not a conspiracy theory. So the UN building used to be, I think, a stockade. It used to be an animal husbandry type thing. And the, the Rockefellers bought it and built it. And then in there is the what Bill Cooper talked about, the meditation room which has the uh square of saturn or whatever in there and all kinds of cold stuff so and he knows that there
0: has to be a ceremonial you know some sort of ceremony room these people love ceremonies and i think rituals
1: that's their religion really if look at the rockefeller family going back look at rockefeller what is it rockefeller plaza where they have the gilded statue of prometheus that's all kind of blavatsky stuff that shows that that family's religion really is Greek mythology cultism. It's not, it's not Christianity. Well, so well, Prometheus well, well, the is story- an exemplar the, of Satan.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Tell me, cause I've seen that gold statue. What is the story behind the Prometheus gold statue? What's the symbolism well, behind that? So
1: Prometheus, right. Was the Titan that gave fire to humanity. Right. Okay. So you see Prometheus has the Promethean torch. So he brought light to humanity. So it's a symbol of Lucifer, the light bringer. Right. So that's, That's why the Prometheus is like an exemplar of Satan. And if you look at that, that statue in Rockefeller Plaza, I forgot what the actual quote was, but it says, through the power of Prometheus, I can do great things. It's very creepy. And it's in the backdrop of many. uh, It's
0: everything. The Today Show, uh, Saturday Live. I mean, Saturday Live, you always saw that. Dude, you you see that gold statue on I mean it's 30 Rockefeller Center I know that I know exactly Rogers, where it is you, yeah. yeah it's at 30 rock and that's where they have the ice skating rink so that's where it's right. so famous every Christmas thing you see the pro and that's they love to make Christmas a, tree. a, 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 a paganist thing and that's funny because that's it right. now they have a huge black lives matter statue there that's getting uh uh Everybody's getting mad at that it because it's like an Ac- African uh, statue with the heads all big. So you're yeah. so you're 100 correct that the ceremony right. and symbolism is real, all Rockefeller. So you have
1: to go back to the Rockefellers. It's really and really the Bushes are kind of were fronts for the Rockefeller family. If you go back through 2008, Chase even is like really Prescott, a
0: Rockef- even like Prescott Bush, it goes there are they're always well, with the Rockefeller?
1: You, right? So the family, the Prescott is the father who worked for I think Avril Harriman. So they worked at Brown. They were in a big financial company, right? Mm-hmm. So they were... But they were... It would be called like a white shoe firm. So it was all kind of very wealthy wasp types. Easter, East Coast, Mandarin, elites, Brahmins, you know what they would call? And do you so think wasps
0: are dead, the white Anglo-Saxon person? I mean... That's they, a whole nother story. Yeah, I know that's I a whole mean, other story, but that's funny. It's crazy to think. I mean, there's always going to be some wasp, but basically that idea is like dead, I think. I'm like...
1: Well, that's a whole nother show. That's but a whole nother I show, that, I know. Yes, yes. Well... If you, I mean, you want to get into nine eleven, who's really behind it, and what the bushes are, and all that stuff. Well, you that's mean, what I think. Bones, no, we can we can get behind readings, bo- bo- bohemian, bohemian, Grove, well,
0: all that stuff. William, so. who do you think is involved? Because I, I definitely believe America is a false flag attack, but I also believe you have to look at Israel and Saudi Arabia and have to point a big. I mean, they were complicit one thousand percent and benefited greatly. I
1: mean, go. I mean, like David Ray Griffin, you talk about. He called his book the New Pearl Harbor, but he got that from. The council was at the a New American Century Council for News. PNAC. PNAC.
0: Yeah, the no, PNAC, PNAC, PNAC. Yeah, PNAC. yeah.
1: And if you look at that, it's like a who's, I mean, right. So George Bush Sr. is the head of the CIA, right? So his two kids are on PNAC. And then a the whole host of
0: Joe Biden was one of the biggest Democrats. He was the most famous oh. Democrat they got to well, sign Well, have it. you heard
1: him talk about, do his New World Order speeches? So he's done the New World. He's part of this whole cabal. But if you look at uh, PNAC. You can see a lot of dual citizenship, dual citizens. Who are egging on? Who benefited? Well, I mean, speaking of real quick for the people that don't know, at home the killing and hunting down and killing of Saddam Hussein and his two sons.
0: Well, Israel, but but and and Saudi Arabia. But listen, um, but I, That's I, a real
1: goal. That's a real globalist assault because that area, the Middle East, is really the linchpin for global control. If you if you carve out Iraq, you're in a centralized position, you know, for further domination i don't know what the united states is going to do there
0: see william i think that's kind of a lie too i don't even think the middle east matters you know we have enough oil and gas in alaska and texas like i think that that there is a holy war for jerusalem or you know that is like the fertile crescent there that is an important strategical place but Man, I think there was a better time when the Russians were fighting the Muslims, and we were giving them the Charlie Wilson's War, and we were giving them. That is a better scenario for us if somebody else is fighting in the Middle East than Americans. But we'll never, we're never going relinqu- to well, relinquish that. Well, if you're
1: part well. of that car- that cartel of uh, kind of like the military industrial complex, that war in Iraq was a boom dog, man. That was a huge trillion, huge wealth transfer. It's seven trillion dollars. You had to move everybody over there. Just like Vietnam, there were so many people making money off that war that why would they want it to stop? It didn't really stop for those first eight years. But that's part of the larger issue of going back to 9-11. It's really a crucial event in world history, really, in American history in particular, that changed things on so many levels. So, And then you got to say who benefits. And then what was the benefits and what's the idea? What's the capacity of that human being, somebody, to do that?
0: So do you think, so uh, we, let's go back to the initiation ritual. I believe nine eleven had to be some sort of initiation. You were saying to this, uh, it was kind of a time or a new year. What was the, say? Uh, t- what was the uh, significance of the date? Uh, well, what, September
1: 11th, it's on the 11th, right? It's on 9 Well, no, no, no. So that's I'm like saying, a power number. Nine wasn't it like a new a
0: year? No, but I'm saying, wasn't it a new year? What were you saying? The about new millennium. That? The new right. millennium, of course. It was right. as yeah. the new millennium. Uh uh so you just look at the importance of 911 and the symbolism behind it that it had to be some sort of a cultic initiation ritual in my opinion into the new world order but the right. difference the difference what's happening now with like the pandemic, this is making us more divisive. At least 9-11 brought us together. So do you think that the, the social engineers that brought down the towers or, you know, created nine eleven did they know that we were going to have this like um, uh, love and, and, you know, camaraderie and, and all coming together after the fact Did they expect that? Or do you think that was unexpected in your opinion? I don't know.
1: I think that there was very useful because the whole country was, was primed and ready for vengeance. Right. So, if you want to talk about getting everybody on board for some kind of war or something like that, that was very successful.
0: <laughs> Most successful ever, dude. I I didn't have anything to do with it. I want to go kill them towel heads. I want to go over there. I mean, that was literally the mindset of everybody, and I didn't have any knowledge of the situation at all, but I was just so mad. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm not a racist person, but you think, oh, my God, it's some Muslim terrorist. They did that. They created the idea of the Muslim terrorists. Even, they even Never did passed. it with a predictive programming in Hollywood movies because in the movie Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger, they wanted to rent takes from the military. I think it was like Michael Bayer. I forget who the big time director was. But they wanted to make the, the terrorists like Chinese or something. And the military said, no, they need to be Muslim terrorists Muslim if you're going to use our stuff. So they've been they've been trying to create, and Back to the Future is a Muslim terrorist. They've been trying to create the idea that all Muslims are terrorists for a long time. And I don't think that to be the case. All Muslims I meet are very laid back and really nice people. That, that I've well, it's very personally.
1: fortunate for them. It's a good enemy, right? So you can just create them. I think that a lot of the false flag terror events that happen after 9 11 were totally fake so everything that happened in spain london those were all to me um stage events there was something that happened in india it was a uh, proud city it was what do you think there was, po- all, there was all there was, a, there was a lot of intel stuff going on
0: william real quick what do you think about this building that fell in miami that looked awfully like the twin towers and the reason why i asked that is i would never thought a building could implode i think something funny something funny happened you know like there was some sort of uh I don't know. I can't say it. I don't have any proof, but I think there was a, that building didn't just accidentally fall down. In my opinion, but what do you, what does that make you know. think? What does that make you think though? Looking back at nine eleven, you watch those the the controlled demolition, and then you see the building in Miami. It kind of it makes you it makes me second guess a little bit. Like it makes me look back at the towers, like oh maybe they can fall like that, but at the same time, oh, I don't. Yeah. I'm just saying at the same time, a hundred and ten story building is not going to fall in eleven seconds. So. I, right. I, I, But in my mind, I thought, oh, well, a building that's concrete and steel like that can't just collapse. So seeing it, I guess maybe it opens the door that it's possible. But also in my head as a conspiracy theorist, I'm like, they did something to that building or they knew something. There's something in that building. It just seems too. real I just don't, in my mind, I don't imagine buildings just falling down like a house of cards.
1: I don't know. I don't know what happened to that building. I mean, I, I read somewhere that they said they were going to have to do $15 million worth of repairs for it. So... There seemed to be a knowledge that something was amiss. I, I don't know. I don't know if somebody wanted to kill somebody like that, but as far as well, they say 11 the whole Building 7 doesn't fit into nine eleven at all. So that's one of the reasons you can tell that it was a state.
0: Okay. But when you say that, so, so building seven guys, if you don't, if you're watching this show and you don't know building seven, I don't know. I can't help you, but everybody needs to know about building seven. That is a 47 story building that fell from office fires. It would be the first building to ever collapse from office fires. And it was called the Solomon brothers building. But explain that what's the importance of building seven, William?
1: Well, because it doesn't fit into the narrative. How did that, how did the terrorists take that down? Why did it fall late? I think it fell in the afternoon. And they actually blew it because, and it shows the kind of transnational power of the media because they reported it in England before it actually fell, if you remember that. So that's a problem, and it indicates uh, staged media, which probably is still happening today. But
0: uh, yeah, the BBC said, oh, the Solomon Brothers building fell down and it was right in the background the whole time. I mean, it, yeah, right. It was it right was just... in the background. So
1: she was just reading off of something. Somebody told her to read that. So there's all kinds of problems. But that's one example of 9-11. It shows how it was a theatrical event. But I mean, you want to talk about this building. We can go in. You could do a whole show just on the Twin Towers and the spherical caryatid, which was the circle there and all the predictive programming that was in. TV shows. I mean, there's one uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger that was about demonism that featured the Twin Towers in the background. There's a sequence from Fight Club with the spherical Kyriotid in it. So a lot of people had to have known that this event was going to happen. Have you ever seen The Wizard of Oz? Have you ever seen The Wiz with Michael Jackson? At the very end, do you know where the Wizard of Oz lives? He lives uh, at the Twin Towers. So the final
0: sequence. Yeah. And the michael jackson and, music video uh, the, yeah the, you
1: could probably pull it up on we'll youtube right now if you look look up no, wait, the wait. end of wiz it's pretty creepy but uh I'm there was go. in there and there's all kinds of people doing videos on top of buildings there's all kinds of crazy stuff
0: no no but let's go back to the predictive programming that is the predictive programming before the Twin Towers fell was so blatant. When you look at like the wrestling, the Twin Towers, and and I think you said, or not, not think. I know you said it. Fight Club that came out right before, and nineteen ninety nine. so explain Fight Club because I just watched it the other day. Since you told me, and I'd seen it before, but I watched it again since our interview because you said how much symbolism, dude. It is literally about uh, a, a secret clandestine group trying to cause chaos. I mean, it's it's like what the what I'd imagine if for people that haven't seen fight club you need to watch it again but like how this group spirals out of control and how like the group takes on it's the mind of its own i believe that's what's right. happened to the social engineers that are doing this it's like they're not, almost not even evil people they get in the group and the group as a whole has this plan that you know you just kind of get sucked up into
1: well we talk about fight club you want to talk about a five and a six what's the name of the central character on that
0: uh, of tyler durden what's the number, what are the numbers of his name? Five, six, D-R-I-D. What's
1: the number of the name of Harry Potter?
0: Five and six. So there's
1: your eleven. So you're seeing this kind of theme of the 11s in that movie. So the movie, you saw the spherical carry added. You saw at the very end, the Twin Towers of L.A. drop at the same time. So that's foreshadowing 9-11. It's just all kinds of strange stuff. And at the very end in the book is different than the film because... The book, after he shoots himself in the mouth, his face turns into a big smiley face. So he's kind of a grinning demon. And that smiley face symbolism is all over Hollywood. And it's actually in Fight Club. If you watch my documentary, Occult Hollywood Volume 2, which is now up on Vimeo, I put all my videos back up on Vimeo. So all three of my doc, all five of my documentaries are on Vimeo right now. But you'll see this smiley face symbolism is in Fight Club. But I mean, it's an incredible film because it's one of the best push out so much and you're right it's about a chaos causing club that is almost like if you look at it they're emulating or mimicking almost a monastic kind of life you have to fight your way in remember there's like initiations and uh there's secrecy tons of secrecy in there don't mention fight club so he's he pal Pal-Nic or whatever his name is he's drawing on all kinds of occult themes when he's writing that book
0: and David Fincher did a great job directing it. So, I, so in, the, in one of the ending scenes, he uh, uh, Edward Norton is just like trying to, he's going to kill himself and he shoots his neck. So I didn't realize. So in the book, he's like smiling. Cause like, yeah, read the end of the
1: book. Yeah. Well, so well
0: it's completely. funny. It was well, just cause that part, because all of a sudden in the movie, like he shoots himself and then they show him and his like face is all fucked up. And then like yeah. all of a sudden, like, 10 seconds later he's like she's still all messed up but he's like able to talk and like i just don't so so you can tell there's some sort of symbolism you know obviously that's fake so he did they are trying to send some sort of message with the bullet through your mouth and still talking to him what do you think that message is
1: well i i mean what's the smiley face message what's the symbolism why are there smiley faces associated with all these young men dying and being thrown in water it's like the the joker
0: the joker smiley face they love that
1: Right, so you'll see that same smiley face motif in Alan Moore's films. Um, you'll see it in really the Joker as well as the Watchmen or Watchmen, if you've ever watched that. The the head guy is called the comedian or whatever. So there's just tons of stuff. I mean, once you take a step back and look through all all this modern culture, there's a lot of symbolism. You're being initiated, but, I mean, nine, there's a lot of foreshadowing in 9-11. No, no doubt about it.
0: Well, I think for me, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a great video on um, did did Back to the Future predict nine eleven and in that right. and in the symbolism in that is unreal. It's about how they have to save a tower and how uh, you know literally the, there's a nine and eleven when he goes back in time. He comes back in time. I mean, there's so much nine eleven symbolism. The all seeing eye. So they put this in in. Um, They put this in so much predictive programming in in our thought, you know, in our collective consciousness, in the zeitgeist. Why, though, William? Why did they do the revelation of the method before? I get it why they do it after, but why? Is it just to tease us? Is it they're just jacking with us?
1: Well, I mean, I think it's a significant expression of their power. It's also a signaling function to other people, what really is happening. So they have the kind of Wizard of Oz reality where somebody behind the curtain knows a whole thing that's different than people who aren't behind the curtain. So I think that that's like the numerology. If you were an occultist, you would know day one on September 11th, 2001, that that story was baloney because you would know those numbers. You would know Crowley's numbers. You would know all that stuff. So um, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, I don't know the revelation of the method and all that stuff. It's all there for, uh, for that. Let me read you this sequence from this. The bullet out of Tyler's gun it tore out my other cheek to give me a jagged smile from ear to ear. Yeah, just like an angry Halloween pumpkin, Japanese demon, dragon of avarice. That's the end of Fight Club.
0: And that's where the buildings fall down in the movie, basically, is right Right, after that. Right. So the
1: book's a little bit, yeah, it's a little different.
0: But still, just the symbolism before, they want us to get used to these explosions. They want to trick us. And so when we see it, I guess we're, you know... We're okay with it it's a lot like when like all these pandemic movies came out you know so people just right. they just know how to react because they've seen it in movies but when those that- are
1: all foreshadowing too so they're foreshadowing the pandemic and i think a lot of these guys knew the pandemic is coming didn't they say didn't like fauci know like there's gonna be a pandemic soon Oh, he not said. He said it
0: time. multi. He said it multiple yeah. times. And and they, they said because they were doing it for health preventative protection. That's why they've been talking about this for years and running for simulations. And uh, and it happened right after Trump fired uh, Obama's appointed. You know whatever. What is it? Disaster. Viral right, disaster. disaster team. Guy. Yeah. Let me see if I can
1: get my book up here. It's not showing up.
0: Yeah, because it wants to see your face. No, no. I'll put a picture of it. I have to turn this off. I have
1: to turn off this thing. Hold on. This is too complex for me. <laughs>
0: I know it's a pain in the derriere, but uh, uh, and, and which? But, well, but th- this is your this is your latest book here. I'll
1: just pull it no, up. No, this is the, my original book that I wrote in 2010. Called symbolism and uh, yeah. So there, so it's basically like Crowley behind the uh, twin towers, but it's there's you know it's a decent sized book. There's Crowley right here. If I can
0: let me see, I'm, uh, not,
1: let me turn this off. I can't
0: so I just had a picture of your book pulled up. Hold on. So, we're trying to find it right now. Here we go. Alistair Crowley, a visual study. So let's uh, so the people here That's can a different see one. That's a different
1: one. Here it is right now.
0: Children of the Be- Oh Prophet of Evil. There no, we this go. Is of evil, so prophet of evil.
1: The Look guy. at you're
0: like me. You have the cat right there. There's I can't believe guy, you, yeah. you blurred out the cat, William. You have such a cool cat. I'm so mad. Yeah, she eh? has her
1: little perch up there, so she goes up there and checks outside So, so yeah, every- so you can buy this on my website or you can get it from uh
0: Amazon. And everybody, I want everybody to go support you, William, because, uh, you know, you are doing the work. But w- when you come to 9-11, let's talk about some of the most egregious symbols of it. Like, for me, I think after the fact, the two black squares of Saturn. I don't understand wh- why, why would they even make that, the memorial, these two uh, black squares. But what did you, w- what a symbolism do you think happened after the fact? Like, one world trade, the idea that two towers into one, the inversion, like what? Uh, uh, tell me what symbolism you think after the fact that woke you up. Well, I
1: think you just mentioned it because you're bringing the two opposites together to create a new synthesis. Actually, the the magical, that synthesis that I think it's Galilean dialectic, actually, I was told comes from magic. So I interviewed a guy who said that's magical principle entering into philosophy, believe it or not, which is. Thesis, antithesis, synthesis. That's like a magical. Whoa!
0: Say theory. that again. Anti- uh, 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 right. So you
1: have the thesis, the opposite, the and antithesis, then the synthesis. Right. and so so, so th- when
0: when they come together, it synthesizes. Is what the right. idea of it is. Wow.
1: But then, if you look at that new building that they built, um, it's ba- from the top. It's a hexagram, right? So you're looking down. You have the little squares, the triangles that go up and down the side of it. If so I'm, maybe that's the symbol of the macrocosm now. Now we've, we've taken these ideas, these magical ideas, and expanded them all over the world. Do
0: you think, and I know you don't know, I mean, can they pull off a 9-11 in this day and age? Because back then, well, this is why I say that. Nowadays, you'd have a million phones and you'd be able to, you know, you know, they only had a few cameras. There's only one, supposedly one video footage taken of a fireman of the first plane going into the first tower, which obviously I think that's Right, today. those two
1: guys are really suspicious too, those two French brothers. The, the it's all, everybody's Dave suspicious.
0: Brothers. Everybody yeah. with 9-11 yeah, that has anything. Do you find a passport? The person who found the passport? Right. I mean, every single story is like this, what the WTF? Have you ever seen the
1: biker man who like explained everything perfectly? The Harley Davidson guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then it's not, I saw the plane sit (laughs) and then it came straight down. Like he had a, somebody gave him a script.
0: Dude, he was 100% scripted. And then the guy behind him, as you can tell, he's like an FBI guy. It just looks so obvious that he's some sort of handler. Okay, well, then tell me this. Well, what about on 9 on 11? What do you think happened? Because I believe that the buildings were built to come down. And, and they might have flown planes into it, but I don't believe it was American Airlines Flight 93. You know, no. th- that was like what happened in Pennsylvania. There was no plane that hit the ground in Pennsylvania. Right. So,
1: so I what- think what, there was one guy, I wish I could remember his name, but. Those there were planes, there were actual flights that all went down in either Ohio or upstate New York or something like there was a stop there. And so what I think happened is the actual flights came down. There was an order and then the dummy planes went off. Yeah. So it was like a an in, those were they couldn't leave it to 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 chance. Right. So they definitely ha- I mean, I think the plotters knew they had to have dummy planes because so,
0: somebody would panic at the last minute no shit you're as you know, so you would have to be so brainwashed to actually fly a plane into a building because everything in your body would say i don't want to do this you know what i mean like even a suicidal person would probably still not want to die like that because it just would right. be so scary i mean it, there you would be trembling in fear uh, i i think if i was flying that plane trying to hit a building i mean i don't care if i mean I assuming to a
1: plane hit the pentagon right 77 so there's no your way Right, so, so either a rocket or something happened or something something different. There wasn't a plane. The wreckage wasn't enough.
0: It was too low. I mean, how, how could uh, the plane, in my opinion, if we just look at it, it, it would have had a skid on the ground for a while to even make a hole that low in the Pentagon, in my opinion. So the story's just bullcrap. Yeah, it's baloney. So
1: it was like an intel op. I think the guy who did the video surmised or speculated that the people on the plane were taken off they were put in phones like they had to go to something and sit fake in front of a phone and then they talked and then they were taken somewhere and psh, done and the
0: Everything. flights were empty and there's usually fights oh yeah there. they yeah. were empty yeah so, so there's
1: there's no... and all that stuff is fake and so a lot there was one where a, the flight attendant was talking and somebody's over her shoulder telling her what to say there's a recording of that yeah so she's there...
0: like she's like yeah she's she's whispering and suppose you can hear yeah. somebody else whispering or something yeah, so... in that recording
1: and you don't know who's on those flights, who's an Intel op or who's going, who's what the real story is. I don't know. So it was very, I mean, it's a perfect. Yeah. They had eight years to cover it up, right? Because it's under that same administration. Uh, do you notice, do you notice like George W. Bush? He's like treated like a pariah. Do you notice he's like a leper? What I do you I mean? I feel like
0: no. I think it's different. I, I like a little bit, but now I feel like him and a Michelle Obama are handing out candy, and now everybody. Yeah, what's up with that? Well, I'm saying George Bush was the biggest idiot ever. Every Jay Leno, all those guys used to crush him. He's such a dummy, and now all of a sudden he's like this really cool guy because he's friends with Michelle Obama. Makes me right. sick, William. Makes me. and I'm from Dallas. Well, he lives power, here in dude. Dallas.
1: Right. Well, you know that when they came here, came into power, there was no no looking back. Nobody got. Um, arrested, or there were no. They all tribunal. got. They all right. got
0: uh, uh, promotions. Everybody that all the military people, William, literally the, the 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 people that were inside the Pentagon that were that supposedly gave the information. This is the official story that George Bush and Condoleezza Rice were briefed by the FBI with information that they wanted to fly uh, planes into towers. This is what they tell us, and that <laughs> they just you know overlooked it. They didn't take it serious enough. And the same people that supposedly presented them with that evidence were the ones that got promoted. So it's just. Right. It's it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, nobody got demoted, right? Didn't I think the head of the joint chiefs or something got a promo? I mean, all these guys got promotions, so uh it should tell you something. There's a lot of problems with 9-11, but I think it's important to see what happened after the event because that I think was the plan and to to do something. It's almost, I mean, people have likened it to a Reichstag fire, right? So the Nazis get this. Mentally ill guy, a true Patsy Martin Vanderluba, I think is his name. This is the original communist. false flag. So go ahead. Yeah, they they was a they call him a communist, but he like when they were in trial, the guy was drugged to the gills. Like they had him, they were giving him pills and stuff. I mean, so and then I don't know enough about in.
0: the trial. I know so so what did yeah. they trick? They tricked a guy to, to start a fire, and then and then well, he, he was a patsy. the Patsy.
1: So the Nazis actually burnt down the Reichstag, right? So yeah. the whole German people are outraged, right? Look at the uh, the effect of that be the equivalent of seeing our capital building being burnt to a crisp right i mean they go back and look at the fires it's a to- it's a huge fire the entire reichstag just burnt to a crisp so the german people are pissed they blame a commie right they blame this communist so they can do all kinds of stuff to put the communists in jail because they're the bad guys so they they had that fit right into the nazi paradigm and what they wanted to achieve like a gift, like a like a like a pile of gold. Well, let me ask you this. Everest. Let me ask you right. this,
0: okay, William. Have you ever heard of the theory that, that that the Nazis really didn't lose World War II and that they just kind of conceded and came over to America, like that's Operation Paper? Story, yeah, I know that's a whole story. other story, but I'm saying this is the only reason why I give it some credence. They're the original false flag attackers. They, they yeah, the know, original they, false flaggers. Yeah, the it, whole
1: Glywitz it, thing. I just did an interview with the guy. Well, that was fake. They blamed the Polish people for invading Germany, and that was fake. And that pissed off the German people. too. So Hitler and his crew were like puppeteering their own people, lying to them. And they had all these operators that did it for them. So the whole whole initial Polish thing was fake, and it just outraged the Germans. They attacked us. Okay, we got to go get them, just like the same event. So you got to see that social engineering element to it, like you mentioned, social engineering. So whether the Nazis won, they lost in a big bad way. But there's a lot of Nazis that got out. There were a lot of Catholic uh, rat lines they called them that got them out.
0: They had it. No, you you nailed it. The Catholic rat lines. They had the lines. uh, uh, They had lines to be able to create a new life if the war, if they lost the
1: war. So for for yeah, they knew Hitler probably got out. I don't think he killed himself. Hitler
0: got out. Come on, listen, William. Yeah, as a conspiracy theorist, uh, listen. Everybody can say. You know, or conspiracy this, conspiracy that. I think Hitler, at the time, one of the most powerful men in the world, didn't kill himself with Ava Braun and his dog. I just, I, yeah. I just can't imagine yeah. that. I just can't imagine that guy with all the, you know, cachet behind his name. I think Hitler. If he was the Hitler, we say he would rather be killed. Or something. I don't know. I just don't, can't imagine him killing it It's himself. a much That's...
1: better story. But look at this guy. He was really, uh, if you look at the, the war in Poland and the Reichstag fire, he knew how, to, or the people around him knew how to tell a story to the public that was pal- palatable. palatable, And that was a good story. I committed suicide. It's over. You don't have to worry about anything. There's no trials. It's kind of and embarrassing. Of got out. Borman, I know Borman got out. That was a fake death, too. These These guys guys Mangala,
0: the, Mangala became a doctor in Brazil. Mangala right. became, I mean, give me a break. Right.
1: So a lot of those guys got out. I mean, a lot of them, I, I mean, I, there's some of the, yeah, there's. Why? What do you want there's to say? Some, there's a, well, just, I will just say some of those people's grandchildren are around in the United States. Oh, they're, they're still running. The oh,
0: world. dude. A lot of their grandchildren are still running stuff in the United States. I know yeah. it's hard to say that. But these it lineages is. are powerful people. They're not just going to give up their power. If there's some multimillionaire family in, in Germany. They
1: laundered their money. They laundered it with the Catholic Church's help. There all kinds of stuff that went under the thing. People got paid off. The Germans looted those people incredibly. They took all of their art, money, gold, everything. It was terrible. We know they got like, a lot so of they gold. They had tons of money. <laughs> yeah, there was a ton of, tons of mon- money laundering and all kinds of nasty stuff after the war. Up until the end, they knew the end was coming. They knew that it was coming. So they had time to prepare. They had a year, at least a year.
0: Well, for me, I never understood the the idea. Like, I know how they describe it to us in school, but like, basically they said, oh, we knew World War II. We knew concentration camps were happening, but we didn't want to get involved in the war until Pearl Harbor happened. It's like, what? Some Japanese people had to shoot up a, a, a military base in Hawaii for us to go save the Jews. It's just, the story doesn't connect
1: well yeah i mean there's a lot of problems i don't i think there's a lot of antipathy in the states at that time a lot of anti-semitism but it's also seven thousand miles away it's on the eastern front which the u.s would have had to do some crazy stuff to get all the way over there i mean it was hard hard enough to land in normandy it was hard enough to land in normandy but a lot of them knew they were getting reports coming out of switzerland so they knew that the deaths were happening but i mean i don't know where you lay that blame or onus I don't, I don't know, but I mean, the German. I mean, it wasn't just the Jews. They, the Germans, had in their plans, well, they were going to kill every Polish person alive within five or ten years. They just didn't have the time. And Hitler said uh, an annihilation. And he had these multiple annihilation orders, but he said annihilate the Russians and kill them all. They're not worth anything. So they were going to kill off the Russians if they could pull off. You know what? What do they call the Eastern Front War? Which was what? Uh, it, it doesn't even make sense. It. it doesn't make sense that we'd want
0: to kill each other and take each other. over. I mean, I know that, that you know, that's a real thing. Uh, World War II is was a
1: disaster. It was a disaster for everybody. It was a disaster for Germans. I mean, Germans killed a lot. I mean, you're not supposed to have sympathy, but I don't think a lot of those people were really on board. They just got propagandized like you wouldn't believe. A lot like Americans. Dude, we're that's propagandized to the death. I mean, it's off the charts.
0: William, dude, and now it, it, we have this society where it's like literally all about manners and political correctness and and, and it's the the road to uh, hell is paved with good intentions and that's the problem It's like we're really literally uh becoming a fascist country. I mean, it it's really a is a fascist country. fascist country. I think it's a fascist
1: country right
0: now. Is that why why like you see I want to say that I mean, is we're it, here.
1: We're already here. I mean, it's it's sad to admit but you you had all of these big tech companies working. I mean, there was this case. Was it Shiva Arya you, Aryadurai? You like he proved that the government was calling Twitter to, to ban him to to. No, decom- Twitter. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a fundamental definition of fascism, which is business and government working together. So the, the 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 Congress has wasted so much time with these bogus impeachment things. They should have been rewriting 230. They should have been putting proper regulations on these tech companies. And uh, they didn't do it. They failed. So the go- the Congress has failed all overall, just wasting massive amounts of time.
0: But William, you know they didn't fail. You know that the political action committee told them not to go after big tech. You know that <sighs> they're, I mean, I, I mean, they failed us. They failed us, the people. Right. But trust me, they, these politicians, if they, they can't get in power and still have any integrity. Like, you know, they ha- they have to be, they, they have to do what they're told. I mean, how do you get in that position in this day and age? Well, without- that's a good question. I mean, it really
1: goes back to power a lot. Some of these careers are built by wealthy people. I mean, Bill Clinton is a good example. But some of these people are really fronts for business power, or business interests, and still are once they're in power. So it's it's uh, it's a really dirty system. I lived in DC. and Some of those guys just All they do is raise money. They don't even do their jobs. They're just raising money for the next campaign so they can stay in power.
0: That's all they're trying to do is self-preservation. But you know, see, William, that's the problem with America is that we're run by multinational corporations. And a multinational corporation google doesn't have a soul it doesn't have a heart it doesn't you know you know they can't have empathy a company can't feel empathy for somebody they can they can make their gay flag for a month but that doesn't mean they're empathetic that just shows you how fake that a company the fact that all the companies changed you know turned gay for one month that just shows you how they're not empathetic and how they they don't have a soul so that's the problem when america is bought and sold by corporations like coca-cola and twitter then we don't have a, we don't have a soul of the soul of the nation is soulless in my opinion right now.
1: Right. No, I agree. It's, it's, it's a shame. I mean, I think, uh, it's almost like the movie, like roll. Have you ever seen rollerball with James Caan? Yeah, I Where have. The whole, yeah. yeah the, the whole world is just broken up into cartels and combines. And but they see, don't that would be any.
0: better. I think that would almost be better. Do you think that's actually going to happen though? I mean, do you, do you, do you... I don't know if it's that much different?
1: But wow. they really didn't want individuality. That's really what the whole story of uh, Rollerball is: is that he, this guy, was a superstar, and they didn't like that because it took away from them. right?
0: Well, that's a, so, that's the idea of, and, and lot, that's kind of where really the idea of fascism really, in a lot of ways, is like the,
1: the, the end of the, the power of the individual gets squelched.
0: It, William, it gets so much, it gets so fascist that the idea of love is ownership. For me to love you will be illegal because that means I own you. You know, just the idea of loving something is ownership. So that's why in George Orwell 1984, you can't love, you can't have a relationship in right. true fascism because that would be giving yourself to somebody else. You have to give yourself fully to the, the state.
1: state. Yes. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, yeah, the, this, the, the current pattern or where we're headed is not positive. Yeah,
0: but see, William, are, are you and I going to be a victim of it? I mean, you're a family man. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like there is. I, this is what I'm saying. There's the brainwash and there's a the not brainwash. You go on the Vegas stage and you have the hypnotist and he can hypnotize some people and some people don't get hypnotized. So I feel like the people that don't get hypnotized, they don't do the embarrassing chicken dance in front of ten thousand people. So I, I think because we're not brainwashed, I I and maybe this is just me trying to be white pill positive. I think us that can see what's happening are not going to be victims to the new world order, or at least we'll be at the last ones on the trains to the concentration camps.
1: Right. Well, hopefully, I mean, I mean, you look at some of these people that are still on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel that, I don't feel that positive. Um, but I think that really these guys, the real controllers, the Kings of the earth really didn't account for the power of the internet and people to communicate behind their backs. So they're probably as powerful, potent, is maybe it could have been in the past when the CIA really had control through the what is it the mighty mighty world world that serves what they called it through the control radio. of everything? Yeah, yeah. So they they had like a they had a department in the CIA. All they did is wanted to control you know all the communications. They had very ambitious uh, designs. So
0: William, uh, the internet
1: really allowed this to happen. You and me to happen really wasn't plausible before 9-11. So they didn't really anticipate the possible the possibility of things like this happening, people sharing information.
0: Okay, I want you guys to watch this video. This is a video that just got uh, re-archived. This is from after Hurricane Katrina and uh, Hurricane Katrina, they had a mandatory evacuation. So guys, this is just a sneak
2: peek of what's about to happen in America. Give me video. Today in New Orleans, they got a lot tougher on the holdouts. Police department, home. Not only the flooded areas, but New Orleans' driest and wealthiest neighborhoods too. The police and National Guard going street by street, house to house. We need to make sure too that whenever we knock on doors, people refuse to leave. We need to make note, call it in. They say there are no orders to use force, just strong persuasion. Sometimes entering open houses with guns drawn, and instructions to disarm anyone inside. You say guns, guns will be taken. No one will be able to be armed. We yes, will sir. take all yes, weapons. Sir. That happened today in this wealthy neighborhood where homeowners had armed themselves to protect their mansions. Residents were handcuffed on the ground. In the end, police took their weapons but let them stay in their homes. They were a little bit threatened because our weapons were bigger than their weapons. For many of the police and guard troops, it is an uncomfortable job to do this in an American city. This guard unit occupied a church using it as a base camp. They had to leave a note because they could not get hold of the pastor to get permission. It is, it is surreal. Yeah, you just never, you never expect to do this in your own country. Chris Montgomery says he'd rather be in Iraq than patrolling American neighborhoods. Walking up and down these streets, you don't, you don't want to think about the stuff that you're going to have to do. Somebody pops around the corner. I mean shooting in America? Yeah. Watch this. I know all about it. Well,
0: An elderly woman. They tackled her and now, ripped her out of her own, own house.
2: Out of there, and she is now out of the city.
0: So, 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 oh, here, let's see the last thing.
2: It was a human drama with emotions and tensions running high. Patty Connie is still trying to recover physically and emotionally. They really did a number on me. From the day police forced her from her home. It was traumatic. All of a sudden, they were banging on the front door.
0: I mean, and this is, guys, that, that's an elderly woman, and that was for Hurricane Katrina because there was people, there was people looting the, the Superdome, so that means that they had to go to other people's houses and throw elderly women on the ground and break their arm to protect uh, the, the, the United States somehow. I mean, that, that, this is just a sneak peek, William, I think, of what's very uh, likely to happen in the very near future, sadly. Well, I hope it doesn't happen.
1: I mean... I think, I think that the they, uh, current powers really would like to have everybody's gun for sure.
0: William, the so. gun's the last thing. Okay, then let me give you your opinion because we're going to wrap this up. We've been doing it 52 okay. minutes. we got about five minutes left. Uh, uh, the guns are the last American uh, defense method. But this is what this is, you heard. I know you heard this. Joe Biden even said, to take on the government, you need F-15s and nuclear weapons. So- First of all, that gives me the idea that he's scared of us having guns. And second of all, they got to take our guns. So what's your opinion on it, William?
1: Right. Be armed. Get twice the amount that you have now. But the, uh, That's an interesting statement by him because I think you can intuit, you can deduce that they are talking about that, right? So somebody having that conversation, at least around him, or having that uh, conversation. And then if the NSA is back spying on Tucker Carlson or something, that's it blatant breaking of the law so we're in deep trouble if you remember is, real the- quick william i
0: uh, remember what you're gonna say but you know trump told the nsa to, to to spy on rachel maddow and all i mean so i just want to call a spade a spade i, I mean i'm not anti-trump oh,
1: the government he got he got spied on too but if you remember the what was it the unmasking scandal at the end of the obama administration Right? They were getting supposed things and then asked But how, to how
0: them much them. trouble did they get, William? None. Nothing. Zills. Dude, they, they broke the law repeatedly, got them totally caught. Nothing. That's why Nothing. Trump started to do it. And Trump only did it to a couple of journalists. If he would have done it to the unmasking, to the way that Obama would have done it, they would have thrown Trump under the jail. And that's another thing is the New York district attorney said, oh, Trump's going to jail. Trump's going to be charged criminally. Did you just see Trump didn't get charged, uh, charged with no crime in New York? Did you see that, William?
1: I did. So it's interesting, but yeah, it's, it's, just, it's really kind of an ugly political situation all over, I think. So, um, yeah, things aren't looking
0: great. What about the guns though? I mean, if they take away our guns, are we they, done? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that well, that's, no, no, just, real this, that's the They end. say that's we the can't,
0: they say yeah. we can't. William, let's say, let's just role play it tomorrow. False flag attack. 85 people shot in a, a you know, movie or whatever. We got to take away the guns what happens to society when, because we know how people are fighting back with the mass and stuff. Do you think people fight in the, if they say your guns are taken away, are people in the street mobilizing and shooting? You do think that would start a civil war in your opinion? Yeah, I
1: think so. I think because what's next every, every criminal state, whether it's the Nazis or the communists always took people's guns in advance. Or, um, for example, Cambodia, they always took people's guns as a preface. That was the beginning. That was the beginning of all the abuses. So if, uh, that's what the Second Amendment's for. They, these people don't want the Bill of Rights. They want to rewrite history. Like, I know history. It's not pretty. That's why people have, have individual power. like, And that's why people need to have guns. You should have guns for defense against the government, not just your neighbor. Well,
0: in your opinion... That's of abusive the,
1: government.
0: In your history, and, you know, all the history that you've looked into, what system does work, in your opinion? Like, I mean, you know, is America built to fail? I feel like America is still... It's so corrupt. It's run by evil social engineers that really want to make us happy, but I don't know. It's better than Canada. I look at Canada. We're still better than... Even if America sucks, we're still better than Canada is right now. So what system works where the people are happy and they still have all their, you know, necessities? Well, the back
1: when it wasn't, wasn't as corrupt, I think the tripartite system where you have an active judiciary kind of refereeing and maintaining the law and that the actual... um People in Congress are actually creating laws, I think, and not trying to break them is a functioning system, but we don't seem to be doing that as much right now. So I think the original American system at its inception 250 years ago was really great for kind of a post-colonial or newly colonized system, but it's gotten big. It's huge. I mean, we have a huge government, 320 million people, and you had something that was created when there's, what, 10 million maybe? I don't know what the actual population was, but it was nothing like now. So, But in a lot of ways, the, the means of, indiv- I mean, the classical liberal means of the Bill of Rights and due process of law made this country really what it is, as great as this, this kind of working of non-tyrannical dictatorial authoritarian systems, but going through processes that everybody agrees on are, are hopefully fair, which really aren't. I mean, if you see what they did to the general and stuff, uh, the judiciary is in real trouble. But I think back in the day, that's a good system. I think it's a very good system when the laws are actually accurately enforced. Uh, well, the, the reason
0: I asked is Obama just said he was in an interview with Nancy Pelosi and Eric Holder, probably two of the worst people ever. And he ended the interview. You can find on on Twitter. I retweeted. I don't even need to pull it up. But basically saying, Oh, we're gonna see how this America's democratic uh, democratic experiment will work. Like that's what he yeah that's how he described our current s- situation. This is Obama saying that it's an experiment. Now I know America's only what two hundred and change years old, and I guess you, technically maybe you could say it's an experiment. It's the longest I,
1: running uh, republic in, in history. Well, perfect. It's still supposedly a republic.
0: But what I'm saying is, he's already putting out the predictive programming that it's right. an experiment that the system needs to be totally. Uh, it's just an experiment, and you know what? It finally the experiment failed. You know, we realized it failed, so we got to do I it all that, over again, yeah.
1: which is really dangerous. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you have this massive book fraud, and I, I, when that goes, if the country goes, if they decide that this per- present system is not good, or they're going to rewrite history, it's going to have devastating results, and it's going to be a disaster. And I hope a lot of these people realize. They should go watch the breakup of Yugoslavia, or breakup of uh, of Russia, or some of these these other countries that fell apart, and see what happens. Because go watch, go look at the breakup of Yugoslavia. Well, that's my last
0: question. How does America break up? Does Texas, in your opinion, I know you don't know, but does does does, does Texas succeed, and we become the country of Texas? Does Louisiana (sighs) join us, and we become the Texas Louisiana connection? You know what I mean? I'm saying you know there are going to be states that team up. I feel like these some of these states, I. just saying if texas succeeded and said we're going to be our own country i i would have to go with that i I would i would have to succeed with Texas. well if you live there you
1: don't really have a choice yeah i mean i think that so like if you look at the war between the states if you want to call it that or the civil war i mean uh lincoln was trying to keep the union together and the house divided cannot stand so i think that right now it's almost like a weird thing where it's not geographical differences it's actually urban rural so really these urban centers of um new york los angeles san francisco west coast are really the ones that are at odds with the rest of the country
0: you're 100 right General. i took, yeah you're 100 right because dallas is now a liberal place texas is very conservative you know austin's right. liberal go, go to austin austin
1: it's, is like berkeley it's berkeley in the midwest
0: exactly and the rest of texas was not like that whatsoever right. but so that's the
1: way it is all over the country now so these are it's urban and rural and uh, that, that, that's if I was urban and I was going to push for a civil war, break down the system, I would be I would think very carefully about that because the, the people who control the land control what you eat, what you get, all that stuff.
0: That's going to be the problem when they could easily just, you know, shut us down, you know, all the pipelines. We could the grocery store right now. They don't even have the power at zero. I like I go Where's the power? Oh, we haven't got a shipment in. I'm like, well, you know, this would be very simple. For them to cut off our supply lines and we'd go hungry like that, like that. Wait till
1: three days. Three days, people without food, they go absolutely crazy. Go look at the Russian Revolution and the French Revolution, both based upon food. It all started in Russia because some lady didn't get her bread and she chucked a a rock through a window and it just drove everybody else crazy. That's Literally, go back and look at that in 1917. So, um, yeah, I mean... It's a bleak if future. I lived in an urban, if I lived in an urban center, I'd be thinking, like, I need to have food for three or four months.
0: I got. I have I have over 100 pounds of rice. Now, I know that's
1: not well, your Don't tell is. anybody that. <laughs> so, I, I know. Because <laughs> the people who don't prep are going to be in a real world of hurt.
0: And they're going to be running around the streets with guns, unfortunately. That's okay. the thing
1: is that it devolves, man. It goes and it, it escalates. Go, go look at how the Yugoslavia fell apart.
0: I'm gonna watch a YouTube video on it right now. So that's that's the best. You think that's like probably the best example of what? Potentially yeah, because could it was here?
1: ethnic and it was different, and people got kicked out and they had to move. So the Serbs got kicked out of Croatia, and then the Muslims got abused. And I mean, it was a hellscape. and it was like a little like carved out little pieces of land that they had. People had to move in large groups, and there were. It was almost like a trail of tears. People had to go one place to the other, and the lucky ones got out early, and the ones who didn't. That, that's why they it.
0: do the trail of tears so you die along the trail i mean that yeah you, know, you keep on. Right. they did that
1: in, that's the armenian genocide when the turkish people genocided the armenians that's really how they did it they didn't feed them and made them walk and then they just
0: you just uh, lose people on the way because some people aren't you know my mom couldn't you know be, they couldn't so fight back i mean yeah I,
1: your mom what
0: i'm just saying my mom couldn't last a genocide if they had right. my mom walking and moving around my mom you know she's not an elderly lady i just my mom wouldn't some people, like I'm saying, wouldn't be. I could make it. If they made me walk around the desert, I'm a 6'3 strong man. I'm just saying most people wouldn't or a lot of people that are delicate. And, and but it's th- crazy that we
1: have to think about that. Like, that's really, I mean, it's, a perilous, it's very perilous times. I, I wish it wasn't the case.
0: And, and I worry about that because I'm not a, I'm not a baby. I'm 34 years old, but I'm just saying I like to think kind of just, you know, when I'm walking or exercising, like, you know, I'm going to be around in 2030. Something weird is going to happen. I mean, some weird stuff is going to happen before then. But 2030, William, something freaking weird is going to happen. I don't know what, but I'm not looking forward to whatever game plan where they press play on the record player, it, whatever song is going to play because it is not going to be a pretty one in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it almost feels like you're in biblical times. so well, I, would, I would I would plan accordingly.
0: what Where can they find you? I got the link to the description, William. Uh, what do you want to tell the people before we go today? And, and it's such a pleasure to have you on. Anytime you want to come on, I definitely want to have you on again. Uh,
1: great. It's great to talk with you. I, all my videos are documentaries. If you want to see them are on Vimeo. You can just look up William Ramsey. My books are available on Amazon, and then you can buy signed copies through my website, WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com.
0: Well, William, we talked about 9-11. We talked about the symbolism. Last thing, do you think Dick Cheney uh, idolized Aleister Crowley? you think he was into Aleister Crowley?
1: Well, there's definitely, to me, a connection with the bone, skull and bones, and probably some of those ideas. They probably have some of Crowley's ideas in the library, and there's a decent chance that George Bush Jr. is the offspring of Aleister Crowley.
0: That's what they say, that his mom uh, his mom was Aleister Crowley's daughter. So that, think about that, guys. Just want you all to think about that. Theoretically, the president of the United States' dad or grandfather was Aleister Crowley. Theoretically. Now, we don't know this. This is, you know, a rumor and innuendo. But if you look at the picture, I want you to go look at a picture of Aleister Crowley. And I want you to go look at a picture of, of Barbara Bush. They look like this freaking daughter. I mean, it's- Carbon copy,
1: man. There's huge carbon bleak carbon. blockheads, just they both have and three. they look
0: weird. They have the weird no they just have this weird, this kind of peculiar Same face. Eyes. You can
1: put them you can overlap their faces. It's very strange. And her timing and Crowley's and where she was born and her mom, Pauline Robinson. What was her mom? Whole, to Talk
0: about her mom real quick, because what was so weird her mom was like a whore or something? Or no, but her? she
1: was from a wealthy family. Her and she was in um she was friends with a friend of Crowley. So Crowley's friend was hair Harris. And then Pauline O'Hara was her name. And but she was, she was into her.
0: sex magic, right? Wasn't her mom into, supposedly into sex magic and group sex? But there, yeah. that
1: was back in the day. That's what the kind of wealthy, they went to the City of Lights. They went to France in the 20s. That was a desirable place to go. So Hemingway, a lot of authors, Crowley, and Pauline Robinson was known to be there. And when she came back, she came back pregnant and... Uh, she had, she's for
0: sure. She got pregnant in Paris, she was there on the scene. It's just so obvious. Uh, bro go to
1: me. Look at a picture, go look at a picture of Barbara Bush and her family. She is an outlier, she's a genetic outlier. It's not, she's not one of them. She's not and, her dad. Go look. I mean, you can look at the family photo on, on Google.
0: But do you think George Bush maybe knows, or do you think he has no idea?
1: Last question, do you think? Oh, I think they all have to know. I mean, He'd have to know. That's what I'm saying. He'd have there, to know. Look, there's Christian families that stay Christian, Presbyterian for three generations. There's people who are Mormons for three, Jews for generation, generation. There's occult families. And they they hang out with each other. They have they, uh, secret societies. They hang out at a Grove. and And William, they if my to dad
0: school. told me to do, go into a group of people, wear a robe or whatever, even no matter how fucked up it was, I would trust my dad. Or, you know what I mean? I would trust somebody in my family. I know it's weird. I'm not saying it's okay to be an occultic, But if I was led by my parents to do something, I would usually listen to my parents. So I, what I'm saying is I can see how generations of this happened because right. they were raised into it. So it just is normal to them.
1: Right. I mean, that must have been an interesting conversation when the, the father who's passed away says, son, you know, I'm a member of this group. And we get up, we put on robes and scream at each other and lie in coffins. and I take a pee on you and you pee on me. And then we we it kill quiet. an
0: animal and we pour the blood on each other. I mean, We're brothers under
1: the cloth and that's the way it is. And that's the way it was for me and my dad. So you're in the same thing. You're the firstborn son. Welcome to club.
0: Amen, brother. I'm sure that's exactly how he was to talk to. All right, guys. We love you, William. I love you, brother. Thank you for coming on. Peace.